Okay, welcome to this special edition podcast uh, to highlight the Virtual International Day of the Midwife, or VIDM, on the 5th of May 2020. Uh, we've been interviewing the members of the committee to give you an inside view of what goes on behind the scenes when organising a live 24-hour event and an insight into the people who make it happen. The IDM is an annual free online 24-hour conference which celebrates the International Day of the Midwife on the 5th of May every year. The International Day of the Midwife is a day where people across the world celebrate and recognise the work of midwives. By means of our free 24-hour online conference on this day of celebration in May, participants from six different continents join together to network and share evidence-based research at the VIDM. Rather than providing a passive education comprised of videos and online learning, the VIDM is an interactive conference using web conferencing software, which allows delegates to text chat with each other throughout the sessions, participate in online polls, as well as ask questions directly to the speaker or other delegates in a synchronous way. So today's interviewee is Karen Wilmot. Um, so Karen, welcome to, uh, to the podcast uh, about VIDM. Thank you so much, Chris. And uh, it feels quite strange for me to be sitting on the other side because I've been the one who's been interviewing everybody else and now I'm being interviewed. Yes, indeed. Um, and it's strange for me to be the interviewer as well. But I, en I enjoyed our conversation a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, so let's crack on. Um, start by telling us a bit about yourself. Tell me one interesting thing about where you live at the moment. Well, I'm living in beautiful, sunny South Africa in Cape Town. And um, I'm really lucky because I literally do live across the road from the beach and I'm a real lover of the sea. I love sailing. So for me, that is a real blessing. Although I have to say at the moment, it's really difficult because I'd like the rest of the world. We're on lockdown and um, in South Africa, we aren't even allowed to walk on the beach when, you know, I know that in the UK you're allowed out to exercise once a day, but Ours has really been limited. So I wake up every morning and I see the beach and I send my, my friend a picture of it, but I can't actually go down for my daily walk or even for my daily swim. Well, that's, that's a shame. Obviously, there's an obviously very good reason for that, but I can understand that must be really frustrating. Well, yeah. looking forward to it coming to an end and knowing where this is all going to go. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so let's move on to uh, the Virtual International Day of the Midwife itself. Um, how would you explain VIDM to someone who's never heard of it before? Well, the Virtual International Day of the Midwife is an online conference. Uh, the difference between this and other conferences is that it's absolutely free. So it's free to attend. And because it's online, it means that there's, you know, you don't need to fly anywhere and all you need is a Wi-Fi connection. And I think everybody these days has some form of Wi-Fi connection and it's done in a way that, minimal bandwidth that's required and the idea is to be able to reach as many people around the world as possible so that they are able to log in and hear speakers, renowned speakers who can share insights and information, research and updates about the state of maternal health, maternity and childbirth in a format that, as you mentioned in the introduction, is, is really interactive as opposed to just sitting and listening. So it really is a learning experience. And I think that that's the difference. And that's what makes it so exciting, especially because there are speakers from around the world. It's not um, limited to one area. It's a really global event. 
indeed and i think that that's that i find that really exciting too um so why did you join the vdm what 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 attracted you to it well i've been working as the virtual midwife myself i call myself the virtual midwife for the last six years so when i came across the virtual international day of the midwife i thought wow i really really want to be part of this and um i think because of all the things that i've just said the fact that it is so global and and because i I feel as if I'm part of a group of women as a midwife who are working together, but alone, you know, we're all in, doing it in our own ways to raise awareness about childbirth and, and, and restoring normality to childbirth. We, so much has changed in the last 20 years in terms of over-medicalization of childbirth in the name of safety. And it's kind of tipped the scales to actually be working against nature. And I think the reason that I joined was so that I could be part of another way of being part of that movement of raising awareness and of sharing information because a lot of the reason we've got to this point is because the wrong information is being shared. Hollywood does a really good job of dramatizing birth and and, and feeding the notion that birth is painful and dangerous and needs to be medically managed. And there's not much to counter that. And the VRDM and things like the, the, the Day of the Midwife is a very small little drop in the ocean that creates awareness. But, you know, it's, it's not as exciting as a Hollywood movie or a reality show. So the more awareness we can bring to it and the more people we can bring to show the beauty of birth the better and and i feel that that is one of the the functions and the needs and and the, the um, goals of vrdm so i just knew that i want to be part of it i can we can i can hear that coming through um, from you know the way you're speaking as well as the words you're saying so it does sound like it's almost a natural home for you um, yeah absolutely so what do you think is the biggest challenge we face right now? I think it is what I mentioned earlier, where it is the over-medicalization of birth and the real lack of awareness of the average woman who doesn't know that her rights are being violated and who doesn't know any, any different to what she's seeing or even being told by the care provider. And I think... Um, another huge big challenge is that there are just not enough midwives who have that insight and who are on the ground and who are doing that work and who are mentoring the younger midwives coming through who are not only inspiring them but mentoring them and, and leading them and guiding them. You know, I interviewed Linda Wiley, who's another one of the, in, the committee members recently. Mm -hmm. And she spoke about something called masterly inactivity. And it's a beautiful word that many midwives use because it is almost what we need to do when we are sitting with a woman in labor. It's not about doing something. It's about standing back and allowing the woman to birth on her own. And it's quite a skill because our nat natural instinct is to help and to be there and to guide. And while we're doing that, a lot of it is about just being patient and allowing nature to take its course 
and it's a, it's a learned skill and it's something that we need to teach the younger midwives because in many of the midwifery schools they are not taught that and they don't understand it and in many ways they taught the medical model um, I know for myself, I was taught the medical model and I had to unlearn everything and relearn it in a way that really served women and not the system. So there's a lot of education and re-education and guiding and mentoring and inspiring that needs to be done. And that's our challenge. It's as if um, the whole point, a, a large systemic things happen like this, I suppose, but the that the danger is that the system itself becomes the goal instead of realizing that the reason for being there at the birth is is for what's best for the woman and the and the baby and 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 giving women back that choice and that power to know that that they can do this that they to take it back into their hands and it's okay to do that it's almost like giving them permission to do that yeah okay so to face that challenge that you've described were those twin challenges almost what do you think needs to change i'm going to answer that from from perspective of of south africa where i am at at the moment yeah i think one of the ways that it could change here is that we need to educate more midwives and at the moment our system in south africa requires that Anybody wanting to become a midwife has to first complete their nursing training, which is a three-year program, and then only can do their midwifery training. And while that's a wonderful system and it's what I went through and it really works, not everybody wants to be a nurse and a midwife. And, and while I know that my nursing training has given me a very good background and a knowledge and helped me a lot, I, I do believe that one can go into a direct entry midwifery program and in many countries do offer that and I do believe that if we had that available here in our country that there may be more young girls who would be inspired to become midwives knowing that they could go straight into it and that that was what they wanted to do and and to be able to do it in a way that they had a really good combination of theory and practice in a hospital setting, in home setting, in, in birth center setting, and to get a really good overview and a balanced understanding of, of the different ways. And while birth can only happen in one way, at the moment, you know, there's so many other things that can influence the way it unfolds. Uh-huh. Okay, thank so, you. That, that's, yeah. that, that sounds... That's really interesting. That, um, and the, sort of one of the things I've found with my experience with the VIDM is learning, well, a tiny bit about midwifery itself, not being a midwife, but learning about the differences around the world. So it's really interesting to hear your perspective from South Africa. Mm. Okay, um, now, let, let's go big now. Last, last one. What, uh, share, us, share with us your dream. My dream really is that we can restore normality to birth, that all women go back to that innate knowing that they're able to do this, not necessarily without help, but knowing that help is there, knowing that, yes, sometimes there are complications, but they are all manageable. And to, to just find that power within themselves, not even power, I think that's, that's the wrong word, I think it's a, it's a belief to go back to that belief that this is, I was born to do this, just like breathing and walking. 
my body knows how to grow a baby and birth a baby. And I'm going to find the right people who are going to support that in the context of my life. So whether that means I would like to birth my baby in my home or in a hospital or in a birth center or in the ocean, this is my choice and, and my choice is supported. And there are people out there who will support me and guide me to have a safe and positive and beautiful birth experience. So it's about choice and availability more than anything else, because I really think that what is happening at the moment around the world is that we are limiting women's choice and making them almost feel guilty for even wanting a choice. Mm, I, can, I, I understand that sounds a wonderful dream. Um, and, and as little as I know about midwifery, I'm, 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 I share that. Um, well, that's great, Karen. I've, um, I've really enjoyed uh, interviewing in and uh, hopefully the listeners will get a bit of an insight to uh, what makes you tick and why you're with us and that will encourage them to come to the conference and, and spread the word about the conference. Thank you so much and thank you for interviewing me. It was um, great. Okay. Bye-bye, Karen. Bye.